Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 227 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and today we've got a very special one right off the heels of Mohamed El Sherbagi's big win uh, in the first event of the PSA season in Doha. Uh, Gregory Gaultier, he's, uh, as many of you know now, uh, now know uh, he's the uh, coach of Mohamed, Mohamed El Sherbagi, uh, at least part of his team, a big part of his team. And also, uh, Gregory's been working with uh, Nora El Sherbini and helped her uh, just before uh, her tour finals victory last year. And we have a really uh, amazing chat. We talk, obviously, uh, quite a bit about uh, Mohamed's big win in Doha, that event, uh, and how he and Mohamed came together uh, as a team uh, at the end of last season, which we, when we saw Mohamed at the end of last season, uh, he was playing some very inspired squash and uh, it showed in his results and that bled over uh, really well into uh, the beginning of this season. Uh, there were a lot of people out there who were sort of writing him off, certainly not uh, Jamie Maddox of Squash Stories, but several others. Jamie had full uh, belief in Mohammed, as obviously does uh, Gregory and that certainly showed. I don't think, uh, you know, I haven't seen him play so well uh, for such a long time and it bodes well heading into the beginning uh, of this season. Gregory breaks down that win. He also breaks down uh, the event as well. We talk quite a bit about that, the, the extremely great results there for Victor Quint, his countryman, a guy that he, uh, he uh, has a lot of uh, uh, belief in as well and a person he spent a fair amount of time with he knows uh, the French squash is in good hands uh, there are some others obviously uh, Baptiste Massoud is out there uh, Auguste Dussard is out there as well doing well in Nantes and uh, anyways we break down the the, uh, the Doha event and Mohammed's results as well as uh, how uh, the others fared as well obviously uh, Paul Cole, Ali Farag, Joel Macon, uh, some of the big seeds uh, fell out early there and uh, we talk uh, why that may have happened and what what that uh, means for the rest of the season maybe and uh, also we talk uh, about his uh, partnership with Norel Sherbini and how that came about and uh, his expectations his expectations uh, in terms of him as a coach he doesn't take on these roles easily and he puts quite a bit, a bit of thought at least uh, he said he put quite a bit of thought into uh, taking on each of these uh, positions and he talks about uh, all of that and in particular to uh, how it came about with Nora El Sherbini and that's going to be an interesting partnership. He talks about uh the women's game and how he sort, uh, how he as a coach has started to follow it a bit more closely. I mean, I for one have been. Uh, I mean, last season was an incredible season for the women's uh, tour. It's been that way for several years now, so I'm sure he's going to uh, embrace that and and uh, as coach to Nor, uh, really feel uh, the excitement that's out there in the women's game at the moment. Uh, we also talk about the the Nantes event that's going on right now, uh, and they had a special uh, tribute uh, for Greg there at the beginning of the event of the event it's an event that he never played I think it was one of the uh, sort of like a challenger series event for several years uh, Gregoire Marsh actually won the first three uh, I think the last of Nantes was won by <coughs> uh, Paul Cole actually and uh, Camille Serum on the women's side then it was a two-year hiatus uh, due to COVID uh, so we talk about the Nantes event and how special that is French squash we also talk about Sarf Gosel and uh, how he uh, spent a bit of time Time with the Indian team before the Commonwealth Games and how proud he is of Sorif uh, for having won uh, the bronze uh, in the men's at the Commonwealth Games. And also, I couldn't let him go without uh, t telling us about a few of his special memories from the PSA Tour. Now, uh, before we get started, though, I want to talk about... Uh, my great sponsor, the for, uh, the great sponsor here on the In Squash podcast, Open Squash, and Open Squash uh, ha has a uh, thriving uh, squash community. It's a New York-based uh, nonprofit that is dedicated to growing the game of squash by making it more accessible and affordable to everyone, and bringing thousands of new people into the sport. Something any listener of the In Squash podcast would hold dear to their hearts. Now. Uh, Open Squash is already, as I've just mentioned, a thriving uh, community squash center that they have in Manhattan with hundreds of members where over 20%, that's right, 20% of the members are on some kind of income-based discount. 
and Open Squash has already signed leases to build and operate two more community squash centers in New York City over the next couple of years, after which it will have 23 courts and counting. Now, pre-sales and marketing for those facilities will start in the coming months with the same income-based discount. So, listeners in New York City, please watch out for more information. Indeed, the passionate executive director of Open Squash, Cleve Miller, who I've spoken to before but haven't had on the podcast, will appear here. I believe next week is the scheduled date, and I'm really looking forward to that. So we're going to flesh all of that out uh, about Open Squash, and he's going to tell us all about it and much more, I'm sure, uh, about what their vision is and what the future uh, has. So, uh, and last but not least, uh, Open Squash has developed close relationships with some of the top players and top leaders of the game throughout the world, and uh, they all share Open Squash's mission, many of whom have appeared on this podcast. Mike Way, the incredible, successful, incredibly successful uh, coach at Harvard, he's the senior advisor to Open Squash and visits Open Squash regularly to host camps and clinics when he can. And of course, I can't failed to mention uh, Open Squash is um, sponsoring several of the PSA top pros including Ali Farag, Gina Kennedy, Nathan Lake, uh, Victor Quinn, and Haley Mendez and all of them are committed to the same mission of making the sport more accessible and each in their own way helping Open Squash advance their important cause. So once again, it's great to have Open Squash on board here with the In Squash podcast and really looking forward uh, to having Cleve on in, in a week's time to talk about Open Squash. Now, let's talk about Gregory Gaultier, episode 227. Uh, good to see you, Gregory. How are you? You look good. You look relaxed. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> I yeah. just came back from not, so I'm a bit tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that uh, a lot of the they, they paid tribute to you uh, before the event started. I think. Uh, yeah, so that I, was that, that was amazing. Uh, yeah, nice venue, nice atmosphere. Yeah, good crowd, and uh, that was a fun night. So, yeah. So, so uh, you you played a little bit of doubles with uh, a few of the old uh, the old boys there. Yeah, yeah, I played with Nick and Daryl and uh, and a youngster from. Uh, from uh, not so that was that oh, was quite fun. He was quite your partner, a lot of fun. Yeah? Say again, he, sorry. He was your doubles partner. They had the French against the English in a battle. Yes, of, exactly. Battle of France yeah. and England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, again, Nance, for you, um, the that event started in 2015, right? Um, I think uh, uh, Gregoire Marsh. He won the first three. Uh, but you didn't play, yeah. and it beca- I think it was one of the one of the sort of like a challenger series event or something. Yeah, the uh, first time the first time they organized was like a ten k, and they every year you know they they raised like uh, the prize money. They made it uh, bigger and bigger every single year. So yeah, yeah, and it's it's quite a, a nice spectacle, isn't it? I think uh, from what my me- from memory, uh, they usually have the setting in uh, a, a very sort of a special uh, location. Yes, they, they, so they wanted to do seven years in a row with uh, seven different venues uh, each time. So, uh, but the thing then COVID came uh, in the middle of it. So, yeah. so every time it's like, uh, yeah, a pretty unique place. So that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, special, special event. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Great to, uh, great to see uh, uh, the French uh, in the equation as well. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the big, uh, the big event uh, in Qatar. But uh, uh, just here for for the Knots event, you've got uh, the young Frenchman, uh, obviously Victor Quint, uh, amazing uh, squash he played uh, last week in Doha, and uh, Auguste uh, uh, Dussard is also uh, showing uh, that he's uh, you know going to be coming up and, and playing well. There's some other Baptiste Massot. Uh, I'm not sure if he's yes. playing. But he- He's also uh, a contender these days, uh, amongst others. Uh, so, how excited uh, are you, uh, Gregory? You're not playing now, but obviously, you you've left uh, French squash in a very good place. Obviously, yeah. Well, I, I, I was uh, training with all those guys anyway for years, and uh, so it's good to see like they are on, uh, uh, in a very good uh, dynamic. You know, they bring. You know they they're young and fresh and hungry, so it's nice to mm. see that uh, uh, there's some uh, 
quality players coming up, you know, and uh, representing uh, my country uh, the best way possible. So it's nice that uh, it's uh, it's on the right way. That's good to see. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's really good to see. And uh, yeah, I was surprised. I, I, I don't know much about Auguste, but obviously uh, Victor, Victor was coming through a little bit uh, last year and he showed some promise yeah. at the, the tail end of last year and again at the beginning of this year. But uh, uh, so you've got several good young players and then also uh, some other some some of the older guys are still around. You know, Greg Wire's still uh, a, a thread. I know he's not going to be happy with his uh, performance here and not this time around. But uh, yeah, I just back. saw the score. I just I just saw the score right now. So I didn't. Uh, yeah, obviously they play like best of three format. It's it can be tricky, you know, and. Uh, you know, this I is like a, you would have. Liked, I think you would have enjoyed the best of three format, wouldn't you? Because you you like to, to get things started. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was always sharp, you know, at the beginning of the mm. match. So, yeah, yeah, I would have liked it, you know, of course. But then uh, it can be tricky, you know. Of course, like in some tournaments, you're not always fresh uh, when you played, let's say, a couple of events in a row, and uh, you know, with all the jet lag, the the fatigue from all the matches so sometimes you get to an event with not much recovery and uh, and uh, that can be uh, that can be tricky to play uh, a best of three let's say you go in the first round with someone who's uh, totally fresh and uh, hmm. and uh, yeah. who's been uh, waiting for like a local wild card right <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah that can that can be tricky you know and because uh, that's that can change the, you know, your, uh, that can change the game a little bit. Uh, you can, uh, depending on how it goes during the game, uh, and if you don't, if you don't win the first game, then, you know, it's if you become a bit passive, uh, it can be really tricky. So it's not not simple, not sim- not always uh, as simple as we would think. But uh, mm. there's, uh, I believe, you know, with this kind of uh, format, there will be more upsets, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, more chances, more chances for the lower ranked players. Obviously, you know because you don't get to the, you can't take someone like uh, to like uh, let's say okay a fourth or fifth game where you know the 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 fitness is going to count a lot. But mm. uh, they they will uh, still you have some best of three games which last. Uh, they had some long games, you know, like over yeah. an hour. You know, I saw some games that were like. Unbelievable, but then uh, the intensity can be maybe a little bit higher, uh, and then the lower the lower player can take more risk maybe because they, you know, there's no pressure maybe on them and and they have maybe a bigger chance you know with that kind of format. So yeah, yeah so that get that that's that's uh, interesting, you know. <laughs> it is. It is. I was just thinking too. I mean, it, it also allows maybe players who didn't have the the confidence uh, that they would have in a five-game match, if they get yes. that confidence winning a best-of-three match, that could help them going forward in, in a best-of-five format. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, first of all, a huge congratulations uh, on uh, on last week in, in Doha. Obviously, uh, we saw at the end, of the tail end of last year, that, that Mohammed. Uh, El Shabagi, that that he he had something, you know, he had a lot more left, right? I think there were, there were sort of people talking in the squash world that you know, maybe he we've seen the last of the best of Mohammed, but uh, obviously he showed at the end of last year that that wasn't the case, and then he came out yeah. and did what he did uh, last week. So first of all, uh, before we get into the the nitty uh, the gritty uh, details, there, just uh, how impressed were you, and maybe. Were you at all surprised uh, with uh, the way things turned out with Mohammed winning the uh, uh, No, no. I thought before he left uh, because he came here for three weeks uh, and he he he, he trained uh, he trained really well. It was a good good quality uh, three weeks. Uh, and uh, before leaving, he was sharp, confident. Uh, of course, you know when you do you when you don't play competition for two months. Because the last tournament was in June, so there's always like uh, an excitement, but uh, because you want to play, but there's always a, a little stress because you haven't competed for for a while, and you 
you know you need to <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need to see how you're gonna face those situations again you know uh because uh yeah it's never simple to start uh like your first few matches because you don't know what to expect from the players how they've been training you know uh, uh maybe some guys they like uh they, they improved a lot uh in a two three months time maybe some guys are tired because i don't know some guys they had some tournaments in the middle of the summer too so they didn't have a break Obviously, Mohamed uh, had a, had a good break, you know, after uh, World Series finals, and then uh, and then uh, he did all his uh, fitness work uh, uh, while I was away. So he stayed in England uh, for a few weeks, and then uh, I was back in Prague the last three weeks before uh, Qatar uh, started. So he he came uh, by the end of this his preparation. Uh, uh, here so to sharpen up his tools <laughs> and my tools with you <laughs> no but before he left you you could hear you know like uh, from what he he was saying that uh, uh, he's really uh, he was really up for it uh, with uh, you know he's motivated uh, like again like uh, like the way it used to be a few yeah. years ago uh obviously not like last year but uh, and uh so that 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 was nice to see because the at the end of the day it's all about uh you know your mindset uh, mm. you can train hours and hours and hours but uh, if your head is not there you know you're not going to be too productive so <clears throat> at the end of the day uh, even me when i was playing uh, it's uh you know whatever whatever was coming into my 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 brain and uh, was my body was reacting to it, you know, so that's, mm. that's, it's, it sounds simple when we talk, but it's, <laughs> I mm. mean, uh, yeah. but this is a true fact to be fair. So, um, so yeah, it changed, you know, it changed and, uh, his, his, uh, it changed his attitude and, uh, and then, uh, you could start to see the difference, uh, towards the end of the last season. Mm. Uh, of course, we did a couple of uh, things to actually adapt, you know, uh, for his game to uh, to what the opponents are bringing now, you know, too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, it well, was, I can uh, see that. I mean, he, uh, in the especially in the match, I think it was his semi-final match. Uh, yeah. I think the commentators had mentioned like uh, he was trying to blow blow the guy off the court in the first game. Was it? Yeah, it was. Um, Sure, uh, Assal, yeah. Um, yes, yes. Assal, and it seemed like he was trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him in terms of uh, power, and then yeah. suddenly he, he changed. And yeah. that was when the whole match uh, sort of changed. Yeah, he, there was a turnaround yeah. after. Yeah. Mm. But is then that, the good thing is uh, yeah. he didn't shake, you know, so because, uh, yeah, Assal was uh, playing well in the first game, but then... Uh, yeah, he didn't doubt, you know, he kept his, uh, he kept his cool and uh, tried to hit his uh, targets and uh, managed to get the upper end at some point and turn around things. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and uh, in the final against Victor, I mean, it was an absolute uh, masterclass. Uh, he just played brilliantly. He, you know, he had, you know, Victor played, played well, obviously he'd been playing well to get there. Maybe the occasion got to him, but I don't think it was the occasion. I think it was uh, just Mohammed just playing extremely, uh, extremely well. And uh, there was really nothing, I don't think nothing anyone could have done uh, against him in that mm. final. Yeah, no, in, the, in that final, I mean, obviously Mohammed uh, has, uh, has lived this moment uh, several times. Victor, mm. it was his first time on the in this kind of stage, you know, and uh, he had a brilliant week. Uh, he played amazing wow. squash, uh, very solid, and he even showed in the final, uh, being too love, uh, too love down. He, he kept on uh, believing, and uh, he played amazing squash in the third game. He was really, he changed a little bit uh, the way he played in the third game. He was more aggressive with his shot, yeah. and uh, didn't hesitate one second to uh, put the ball, you know, like. Uh, to the front and he, he was sharp you know with his shots so and uh, the good thing you know that you could see is uh, he didn't get uh, he didn't show any much emotions you know mm -hmm. uh, being in that kind of stage so which is very good you know because uh, yeah. you can come into the court being like uh, 
play with a frozen hand or like uh, you know mm. being shaky or and then uh, and then you forget how to play you know it can happen you know in these kind of moments but he, he obviously played an amazing squash in the final and um, Mohamed you know was ready to uh, was ready uh, uh, to play a, a, a tough uh, Victor Coin you know because he showed like an impressive uh, squash uh, uh, throughout the week so obviously he's been watching him and uh, and he was pronouncing his name properly by the way they, uh, Joey and those guys were giving the, uh, the Victor Coin Victor <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Juan. It's not Cruin. It's Juan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was ready because he's been analyzing him, and uh, he, he knew what uh, what to expect. But he knew it was going to be Victor was not going to uh, give him uh, an inch. Oh. So <laughs> oh. so he had to he had to dig in to win the match. You know, it wasn't that uh, it wasn't that simple at all. <laughs> No, Victor, uh, I was really, really impressed with the with the squash he played throughout the week. He was just he played super smart squash. Uh, yeah. He's an attack. He's an attacking kind of player too. He really yeah. attacks the ball well, but he also does it in, in a sort of a very methodical uh, way. And yeah, a really impressive uh, stuff. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the whole week. He was bringing a lot of variation on the front wall, and he was moving a ball the ball around nicely and. And he was sharp, you know. His movement was was good. He was he was sharp in the front corners, uh, moving there and uh, doing something with the ball and not being too passive. So, no, that was nice to see. You know, I mean, I know him since he's a kid, so I've seen his improvement and I've been on court with him a few times. So that's that's nice to see his development. You know. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And I've had him on the podcast. He's a super super nice guy. And a smart guy. Uh, yeah, I think that's <laughs> help him along the way as well. Part yeah. of the guy, so uh, yeah. that's really great. But just getting back to you and uh, Mohammed now. Uh, obviously, uh, you came into the equation for a reason. Um, just wondering, sort of what what was it in the part? What is it in the partnership between you and Mohammed that that uh, makes that that you think is going to make it, or it is obviously making it work. Uh, as a good partnership, what do you what do you bring to the table for for Mohammed as a coach? Well, obviously, uh, he contacted me because he was looking for uh, some answers, you know, and uh, uh, he knew, you know, I've been uh, through these kind of situations uh, during my career, and also I, I, I was one of uh, the few maybe players that managed to play uh, until. Uh, 37 38 yeah. uh, plus if i didn't have my broken knee then i would have still play probably but anyway you know he was looking at uh, a way and uh, some uh, ideas you know of uh, what you know as a player was in my mind you know to uh, always be so motivated you know and uh, no matter you know at what age you know no matter what you achieve no matter you know what i mean and, uh, and, and, and also how to bounce back, you know, he, he's done that a couple of times in his career, but probably he found that one maybe slightly tougher, you know, to, you know, kind of recover, you know what I mean? Yes. So, so it took a while, obviously, and uh, he, you know, at the end of the day, uh, perseverance, you know, uh, pays off. Uh, there's no secret, uh, to be fair. Huh? But uh, as I said before, uh, you know, it's not about uh, the amount of work and the uh, the number of hours you do. It's uh, more about you know your your behavior, your mindset. You know, uh, uh, the way you turn up in training, uh, what you what what uh, what you produce. You know, the way you produce it, and not just you know like be on the court and just to be on the court. You know, you need to be productive. You know, and uh, and uh, to have results, you know, it, it has to uh, go through training first, you know, and to show show that kind of attitude in the training, you know, it, it's not going to click like that in a tournament, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to teach uh, teach him how to play squash. Eh? He's been playing for uh, for 25 years. Uh, you know, those guys, they those kind of players, they know how to hit the ball. You know, obviously, there's just a couple of details, you know, to bring in there, there, you know, I've been doing a lot of analysis, you know, uh, 
about obviously his game, uh, what to do, what to maybe uh, change a little bit here and there uh, to make him uh, probably maximize his uh, potential, you know? Yeah. So, absolutely. and then, mm-hmm. and then I'm more into uh, like uh, sharing things, you know, I don't like, uh, I don't like to, uh, to uh, impose things. I like to share, you know, the communication, you know, between us is the most important thing. I like to hear, you know, what he feels to what he sees. Uh, because for me, the more information I have, the more uh, I can understand, the more I can also bring ideas to, you know, I'm not going to say, Hey, this is like this, this is like that. You know, I, that's how, that's how I was working too with my team, you know? So, mm. uh, and, and I think uh, for us, it's been working pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so far, you know, uh, when you start uh, something, there's always a question mark. You know, you never know if you're gonna <laughs> be. Uh, you never know that if there's gonna be success. You never know. Uh, you don't know. So when I started, you know, uh, with him, I told him straight. You know, uh, there's no magic. You know, <laughs> so uh, uh, maybe it's gonna work. Maybe not. Who knows? But uh, we're gonna have to. Uh, of course, we have to try, but. Uh, be hundred you have to be hundred percent committed you know because at the end of the day you can have the you know like uh, you can have uh, uh, as many people around you you know mm-hmm. but if you yourself uh, you know you're not fully committed it's not gonna work you know uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure uh, I, you can I, bring I... all the tools possible you know uh, on the table but uh, then if you don't want to use any then no, you know, I, I, then that's I your think, problem. You know what I mean. So, yeah, just uh, yeah. based on uh, based on what you were saying, Gregory, it just it seems to me it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, you've got a guy like you said who's been he's done everything in squash basically, right? That you can yeah. do, but yeah, obviously yeah. he has a lot more. He he wants to prove he has something to prove to himself. Yeah. I think, and yeah. so the way you say you're you know, negotiating your training and communicating with each other. Not yeah. necessarily you telling him what to do. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I it's I do things as if it. Uh, I do things as if it's if it was me as a player too. You, you understand? Mm. So like, uh, if I decide to to take a job or if I decide to do something for someone or if I decide, you know, I you know, I don't look at the time. I I really do like more than hundred percent. I I have to. I can't say yes to someone or to something and then uh, do half of the job, you know, I would feel bad, you understand? Mm. So that's why when he first called me, it took me some time to really think about it and to take a decision. And the first thing I said is, look, I need time because I was already, uh, I was busy with other things and I would be, uh, that's the last thing I would uh, do to, to say yes. And, uh, and not fully commit, you know, uh, you know, on my side, you know, because me with the, with the people I was working on my career, they were like uh, more than hundred percent with me, you know. So it's also some sacrifices that you do, and uh, the people who were behind me, they were, they actually taught me those things, you know, to mm-hmm. to actually to help me to be the best possible. So for me now, I'm on the other side, of course, now, but. Uh, I have to, I, I need to be like that way. You understand? Yeah. Because oh, I want to give as if, I, as if I project myself as a player, you know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. No, this is really, really, really good stuff. I think a lot of people who are, might listen to this will learn a lot from it. It's pure, pure gold, right? Uh, I yeah. think what you're saying is uh, uh, we can learn a lot from that. Just get, you know, you expect, expect to do to others what, you would expect them to do for you exactly you know yeah so if i, I say yes properly, yeah. if i say yes i want them to perform yeah. of course as i said there's always a question mark you know there's uh we never know what can happen you know but uh, but the more you put effort you know the more you commit uh, the more your discipline uh, the more you give yourself uh, chances you know uh mm-hmm the more yeah the more success you might 
you you, you might touch success, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, success absolutely. is not gonna come like that, you know. But uh, no. you might, you give yourself chance, you know, by yeah. being fully committed, you know, like. Uh, Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that applies. Uh, obviously, it applies to whatever you're doing in your life that you care about, right? That you really yeah. want to achieve something. So uh, just moving on, uh, Gregory, in, in terms of the, the way the seasons played out, obviously, uh, Mohammed uh, winning the first event, Victor getting to the final, Abdullah Al-Tamimi pulling off a few upsets, uh, Paul Cole, Ali Farag went down early in the first event. You've being around for, for a long time and you've seen this kind of thing happen. So uh, I'm sure a few times. So are we in for more surprises like this? I mean, do you see some of these young guys that are coming up? There are some other good young players coming through as well. Or do you think this was more of like, uh, like you said earlier, maybe the guys weren't really prepared for the, like the Paul Coles and Joel Mack and Ali Farag, those guys weren't really prepared maybe for the first uh, event or, are we in? Uh, are we in it's for tough, a shakeup uh, this season? It, it's tough to say, but uh, the fact that some guys managed to win, you know, against top guys—I uh, mean, some lower-ranked player managed to to sneak wins, you know—will uh, give confidence to, first of all, to themselves, but also mm. for others, you know. That will open yeah. the eyes probably for other people, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. I had losses in my career, like I did. I wouldn't thought I would have lost, you know, and it happened like that because for so many reasons. But then if I enter the court, I enter the court. I have to find solution that I'm 100%, 200% or 10% do you, do you or remember, 2%. Like, do you, can you remember one that, that comes to mind? I mean, you, you all, all I remember you doing is uh, winning most most of the time. Uh, I, I lost maybe, uh, I lost maybe two, three times, uh, some matches, uh, or four, yeah, a few times, not two, three times, maybe uh, just a yeah, few matches, you know, that uh, I probably shouldn't have. But uh, as I said, sometimes, you know, like uh, y y when you are at the top, uh, you play a number of matches and other guys don't play too, you know? Like if you yeah. play 60, 70 matches a year or 50, I I'd never counted some guys, they maybe play only 20 and they travel less and they have uh, less pressure, less matches, uh, uh, less matches, uh, so less time, uh, less time in the legs. Uh, they are fresher, you know, when they come to a new tournament. So mm -hmm. at some point, you know, that's what I was saying. You, you, if, you, if you play a bit too much, you know, you might pay the price, you know. Or uh, sometimes one one person, you know, just surprise you because he just plays better better that day that what you expect, and he, he just surprise and and that's it. And even if you play well, you know, that can happen. So, uh, but uh, to, but talking, uh, you know, about Qatar, you know, it's tough to to say. You know, uh, I mean, some guys, you know, trained the whole summer. They were hungry and they they. Like Tamimi, you know, went to that tournament. Uh, he, he obviously mm -hmm. always played well in Qatar, so that that was yeah. maybe a, tri a tricky round for Paul. Uh, I've got no idea how Paul, you know, uh, I mean, he, he he was probably over the moon, you know, with winning uh, the Commonwealth Games and those yeah. medals. And I don't know how much of a break he had, but uh, so I didn't fully. I mean, I saw a little bit of the match. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see every everything, you know, but. Uh, but Tamimi seems like he he was playing. Uh, he was on another, on another planet some, uh, yeah. that day. So sometimes these things happens, and and obviously it happened to you. So <laughs> I don't know. But it gives it gives the beliefs to other players that uh, you know if you know if uh, it can happen, you know. So and you just don't go in the court and say, oh, you know, I'm here just to do good and bye bye, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I was playing in the past, uh, there was like few rounds. A player would come, and uh, after uh, 15 minutes, they already give up. So, so maybe <laughs> now people change change their attitude. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you 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 know pretty well. I mean, uh, if you start, if you get a few points, you start to that injects a little bit of confidence in yourself. Yeah, and that can. Lead if you sneak one game, you sneak one yeah. game, your opponent can start to be shaky. You create some doubts. 
Yeah. yeah, you never know of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, Gregor, you're also uh, been. Uh, it was announced that you're going. You're working with uh, Nor El Sherbini. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, obviously we know uh, uh, if she's not you know, if she's healthy, she struggled a bit with uh, over the last couple of years with a few injuries. But when she's healthy, she she's probably the best player in the world. But it's just a matter of uh, you know getting healthy and and staying healthy throughout the season. So first of all, uh, how how did that uh, partnership with her? And you must be really excited because she's uh, a super uh, talented uh, young lady. Yeah, well, uh, what happened is uh, her brother contacted me uh, uh, mid-June. So that was uh, after, yeah, like one or two weeks after Elguna. And uh, if there was a possibility to chat about uh, about Noor and helping her. So, uh, so then we had the first conversation together and I said, okay, at the end of the conversation, let's let uh, connect me with Noor and then we speak and see and and yeah. and see then i can i can understand uh, a little more from uh, uh, her uh, her side you know what she's yeah. looking for you know and what i can what i can bring you know i want to know yeah. you know what exactly you want from me you know uh and then we talk and talk and talk. And then uh, that was like maybe two, three days before World Series finals. And at the end of that call, uh, you know, I was like, okay, uh, I was like, okay, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's all good. Uh, you want me to help straight away for the World Series finals. And, uh, and I started to work from there and that's it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then at the beginning, I had to study, uh, obviously, a bit more uh, like the women's game. Mm. Because I was into the men's game and I know the players more. Uh, I know, uh, yeah, I've, I've been studying so much the men's game. So now I had to uh, to watch more women's game. And because, I, of course, I watched her play since she was young. I watched her opponents uh, and uh, I, I saw some spectacular matches as well. And But uh, I, I never really studied properly, you know. I didn't uh, mm. watch... Uh, to help someone for uh, you know to help someone uh, for uh, to develop uh, their game or to uh, to see you know their opponent uh, to uh, to uh, understand you know what kind of plan against that kind of player you know what to do what to avoid you know all those things I, I never looked at that you know I looked yeah. at the game as a spectator you know yeah so which is different. So then when I see, when I stopped my conversation with her, I, I opened my laptop and I started to watch games and games and games, you know, to, uh, and then suddenly, you know, it's like, it's like with Mohamed. The first time I watched a video, at the beginning, I was watching a video, uh, uh, at the, uh, all my life, I was watching videos to actually see what I should do against him, you know, that's an example. But then the, the first time I, I watched, you know, a video to help him, I see different things, you know. Yeah. yeah. What to do to, uh, you know, what? How to where make can him better? Where can he develop his game, you know, better? What, uh, you know, what can you do here and here and here? You know, little things by, you know, and uh, what to uh, where, and then what to put in place to actually be better. You know, yeah. it's not only you see and uh, you tell the people, oh, you have to do this, 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 this better. But then you have to put in place the the work, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, Excellent. so then uh, yeah, I had to do all those analyses, you know. And for me, it's uh, it's very interesting. I I love it, you know, like because I like to work with a lot of details, and you know, uh, I don't like the work, and it's like this, you know. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, I, mean, I mean, you pay you pay tremendous attention to detail uh, as a player yeah. yourself, especially. Uh, I'm sure throughout your entire career, but towards the end of uh, when you were 35, 36, 37, you yeah. were playing really, really good squash. Yeah. And, you and were, the older you get. Like you, you were so, so fit and so, so fast yeah. when you were older. It was incredible. Yeah, my game was was better and uh, yeah. and my body was like more, uh, yeah, it was stronger. I could handle much more. And uh, I was just in, more intelligent on the court too, you know, so... And obviously, it's also, I mean, this is also experience of the game. When you played for 30 years, you you understand 
better, you know, mm-hmm. uh, than when you're like 20 years old and you, you, you know, everything is going fast, blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't always think the same way. But then, uh, so what happened is that when I watched her play or watch her opponent, then I, I started to take notes and, and then, uh, and then we exchange same way as uh, with Mohamed. Every day we talk, every day I watch her videos, every day. So yeah, we, we speak every single day and I, like we work in, uh, for example, now she's in Egypt. So I've got an application on my phone with the cameras. So I can see your okay. squash. I can see your training live and then we can debrief after we can, you know, I, I bring her like some tools, you know, and then she can share also with her coaches back there, you know? So it's very interesting for me. It's uh, like uh, as a transition, you know, uh, from being a, a professional player to uh, now helping professional players. It's uh, it's uh, I don't know that I I couldn't dream of a better you know of a better thing to Did happen. You see, uh, uh, when you were a player, when you were sort of approaching maybe the end of, of your career, did you see this as something you wanted to do, or did, did this? Yeah, yeah. Sort of- For me, uh, I was always even when I was like uh, when I was 35, 36, and I was playing my best. You know, I always knew that after my career, this I want to stay involved in squash because for me, squash is my life. You know, this is my passion. I live squash. I I eat squash. I sleep squash. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. For yeah. me, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's I love the sport so much. You know, if I could play until hundred years old, I'll play until hundred years old. I, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, having this transition, uh, you know, makes me think a lot. Makes me uh, makes me stay in the game, uh, stay involved. You know, at the top level. And uh, for me, this is like the best thing that can happen you know and uh, i just love it so <laughs> yeah yeah uh, now you've been uh, really good with your time greg now i've uh, you know been talking i wanted to ask you also about uh, the indian national team and how proud you must be of uh sort of uh, gosal having won the first ever uh, singles medal uh for <laughs> indian men's and i know you spent some time over there and i spoke to sort of recently uh super super good guy and a guy who last year I really thought played some of his best squash of his career on the tour. So uh, how, uh, how proud of you, how proud of him are you uh, 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 of his Commonwealth games? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I went to India only for six, seven days uh, this summer. And um, they asked me to come to help them for uh, as a final preparation for their Commonwealth. And uh, I was on court of, with Saurav, with Ramit, with uh, with uh, the girls as well, Joshna, with uh, uh, the juniors. I went on the court with the, some of the juniors, uh, boys and girls. I, 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 I sh- the time was shared for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, they wanted me to be with the juniors also uh, for you know to, for, as an experience, you know share sometimes uh, on the court out the, outside the court too you know uh, that they get to know uh, you know how I was how I was preparing myself uh, what is it like to live live the life on tour all those things for the maybe future guys who want you know the future players you know who, who wants to have a, uh, a similar life uh, yeah. and uh, and then I was uh, yeah I did uh, I did what I can uh, for them, obviously, uh, like, like Sorav, I know him for a long time. We are like uh, close friends and uh, I was really uh, happy for him uh, when he got that medal. It means so much uh, for them, uh, you know, this Commonwealth Games, It's it means so, so much, you know. So <laughs> so for him, it's, uh, yeah, that's a dream that uh, came true and I'm I'm glad he made it, you know. Absolutely, yeah. It was so uh, it was it was great to see uh, something like that for India and India squash. It's great to see the game spreading, uh, spreading up globally like that. Uh, as yeah, well. of course, yeah. we need that. We need squash everywhere, you know. We, we need. <laughs> it's important to uh, to have the sport everywhere, to have events everywhere, to to show the sport as much as possible, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, before uh, you go, Greg, I, I want, I'd like uh, you to indulge me here. I want to take a look back a little bit 
uh, if you don't mind, at your career. And I'm just going to, it's very simple. I'm going to mention four names, yeah. four guys that you know really well, I'm sure. And just give me, you know, your, your favorite on-court or off-court memory of each one. Okay. 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 Right, first, obviously, uh, is uh, uh, Thierry, uh, Thierry Linku. Thierry Linku. Uh, the best memory. Wow, well, we had a lot of memories together, but uh, a lot of good times. But uh, maybe, I don't know. Well, when I saw him winning the World Open in Qatar, that was that was massive, you know, first French guy to become world champion. So yeah. I was there. <laughs> I lost yeah, in yeah. the last 16 to him, but I stayed all the way to the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. That was yeah. that was big, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. And you, you knew he was coming through right at that time. He was beating everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and, he became um, number one, yeah. Uh, that, that's great. Uh, next, uh, uh, another one of your, uh, you know, Guys, you had many uh, battles with Nick Matthew. Nick, yeah, I was with him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, how is Nick? Uh, uh, good memories. I lost that match, you know, but uh, that was in Mulhouse World Teams 2013. And uh, we played mm. almost over two hours and uh, in a tie break in the fifth game. And, and I ended up, he ended up with cramp, managed to play again. I ended up with cramp and uh, I lost in the tiebreak in the fifth. And, but that was uh, that was a big moment for both of us. You know, uh, I didn't win that one, but uh, that was that was probably the the craziest match we ever had together. <laughs> yeah, actually, Daryl uh, Daryl Selby was on my podcast just a, a few episodes ago, and he told a great story about that very match. It was because of that match that everyone else had to play late. And then <laughs> uh, they had dinner, or they had some food at like 3 a.m. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. cafeteria. And there were still like many French uh, supporters in there. Yeah. When the English team walked in, they gave them the standing ovation. Yeah, French, no, that was, that was an amazing event in France. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three. Now, this is probably the only player that both you and I have played against in, in tournaments. Jonathan Power. Uh, my best memory with him was uh, maybe the. I remember when I was a kid. I was maybe uh, what age? Sixteen or seventeen? I don't remember. He invited me in Montreal, you know, to come train with him for uh, for uh, ten days. So uh, what happened is I met him. Uh, I was playing French league. I was playing French league in France. And uh, in Paris, and uh, um, and and uh, so we met there. I was maybe younger, so he saw he saw me play, and uh, he could speak French. And actually, the best memory is not that. It's not that I, I came. Uh, he invited me, which was amazing for me. Great experience to play with the world number one, and I was uh, whatever. I don't know what ranking I was, but then uh, he had to fly to Pakistan. Uh, on the Monday afternoon and I played that uh, French league on the Saturday and I had to go back home which was like uh, three hours away and he's like ah Greg uh, would you mind coming for a hit on Monday of course you know <laughs> so I drove like, six hours that day just to have a, an hour session with him so that was probably the yeah that was my first hit and uh, with him when I was I was I don't remember what age like 16 17 so that was amazing you know I didn't care of driving if, even if I had to drive 24 hours I would have done it you know <laughs> So then yeah. he went to Pakistan he won the event and then he, tell, he told me Greg come uh, come that was in July come in July uh, you know to train for 10 days so I went there for 10 days so that was amazing experience you know <laughs> Yeah that's amazing yeah yeah I knew I know you guys were were close and used to train a lot uh, a lot together and he had a lot of respect for you uh, uh, as a player and I think you were pretty good friends as well yeah. so that's a, that's really cool and lastly uh, another guy that you've had some great battles with and one of my favorite players of all time uh, Amir Shabana Amir Shabana <laughs> yeah uh, the best memory with him huh stuff I don't know which one uh, which one which one which one 
I spent a lot of time with him, but the best memory, uh, you know, when I won the World Open in 2015, he was a yeah. coach for Egypt and he went on the court. That was beautiful, you know. Yes, yeah. So maybe that one, yeah. Because yeah. he knew he knew how much it meant to me uh, to win that uh, that tournament after like tr- being like five times in the final or ten times in the semifinal, whatever. And then he he uh, yeah he came on court and uh, that was amazing, you know. That's probably the yeah the best image I have of both of us, you know. That's really cool. Well, uh, that was really that was fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Sorry, I'm in, in the dark. I don't know if you see me. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're two uh, yeah, you're two hours uh, behind me now, so it's very dark here uh, in the UAE. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, it, it's almost it's bedtime for me now, almost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I hope. Uh, anyways, uh, Gregory, really, uh, uh, really appreciate your time today, and all the best uh, with your coaching. You're doing uh, with with Mohammed, with Norm, with all of the you know the rest of your team. I want to wish you all the best, and uh, yeah, many thanks for for doing this today. Of course, pleasure. Thanks yeah. a lot. Well, many thanks to Greg for his time there. That was a fantastic chat and uh, really does bode well uh, for this season with Greg uh, coaching uh, Mohammed and Noor and several. I'm sure he's got a few others on, on the team that we didn't really uh, discuss there, but it does uh, bode well for an exciting squash season to get to see Greg uh, coaching uh, at the events. I'm not sure how many he will be at. I didn't talk. We didn't get into that. But um, anyways, many thanks to Greg for sharing all of that with us and for sharing those special memories memories there uh, at the end of the uh, podcast so uh, now I just want to I'm going to keep this short but sweet we've got Josh Taylor uh, coming up you're going to enjoy that one as well the uh, head coach of the British junior men's national uh, team that won the world championships recently Uh, we had a great chat we've also got Ben Ford coming up we have Rob Dinnerman we've got uh, several uh, uh, podcasts in the hopper so stay tuned for those all the best to all of you take good care all the best with your squash and we'll be talking to you in the very near future in a few days we'll talk to you soon goodbye now